When life bumps up against you, you have the choice to pucker up and put on a sour face or mix it up with ingredients like resilience, persistence, and grace into the delectable concoction only you can serve. We are Greer McVeigh and Whitney Wiley, speakers, authors, and entrepreneurs. We're also sisters, and since we were children, we've made a habit of turning challenges into the lessons and launch paths of our lives. Each week, we'll discuss the recipes that will turn your biggest challenges into the building blocks of the successful and fulfilling life of your dreams. On occasion, we'll include experts and thought leaders who'll join the party and you're always invited to. Join us as we share the sweet highs and sour lows and every drop of life in between. Along with our guests, we help you shake and stir your own lemons into lemon drops. Welcome to the Life Lemons and Lemon Drops podcast. Hi, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Life Lemons and Lemon Drops. I'm Whitney Wiley. I'm Greer McVeigh. Excuse me, my voice is a little gravelly. I'm I'm Greer McVeigh. (laughs) Hi, Whitney. Hi, it's a beautiful new year. How are you? I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good in the new year. What have you done so far this morning? I know you're like a, you know, a Marine. You do more before (laughs) six o'clock than most people do in the whole day. Well, it's actually been a a slow morning for me. I woke up and realized that something I was supposed to do a couple of days ago, I hadn't actually done. So I had to do that before I got out the door. Normally, I am trying to get out the door by 5.15 and get back, then get my the other part of my workout done. So I start with a walk or a run with the dog and then come back in and get my workout in and then move on to my morning um the other stuff my writing journaling I have a practice called morning pages so my morning pages and other things so I am a little out of order this morning but that's okay because every so wait, now me- and then let me ask, let me, let me, let me go back just a bit. So you're, you have a morning routine yes. that starts at five-ish yes. that involves what, like the first two hours or so is it, getting in the dog, walk, getting in a workout and doing It takes some, about three hours, but yes. So yes, it involves okay. Some, meditation, um, visualization, meditation, day planning, okay, yes. praying, prayer, all of that in all about three that. hours. Yes, and, t- and it takes about three hours. With the, yeah, that with is the more than most people do. In a- <laughs> <laughs> but that's then, all, that's all um, what is that category of self, um, uh, self, self-care? It's, I consider it self-care. It's, mm-hmm. it's personal development. It is self-care. It helps me to de-stress, set intentions for the day, uh, be grateful. And some of it I'm doubling up. Uh, Every day I don't do that, but some days I do. Sometimes I am out and my meditation is silent. Sometimes it's guided. And I do that while I'm walking or running. 
And so I can sort of multitasking, but I do it as a walking meditation, uh, either silent or guided. And then I started listening to, I have this app um, called Headway that is associated mm -hmm. with Headspace, which I used to use for meditation. At the moment, I'm not using Headspace. I'm using some other guided meditations, but they have a um, headway is for books. So it summarizes books. So you get the gist of books that are in a number of different categories and um, you can sort of, I guess you can sort of read <laughs> you can read so the book without reading the cliff, whole book. It's cliff notes. It's a cliff notes. Yes. Of, yes. So, so I, we've yes, gone from reading an actual book, reading a full book, to reading the cliff notes, to listening to the book on tape, you can do, you and can, now listening to the cliff notes on tape. You can listen to, you can listen to the, the, you can listen or read the cliff notes version of the book. So um they have both and you can do either or or you could do both so i am doing that in addition to actually reading so i have a routine in the evening as well which includes a little journaling and reading i'm actually doing a um a specific journal called the uh 369 project or 369 project and it is the first part of it is reading about the importance of the numbers 369 and Tesla and, and the frequencies that come out of these mathematical things. And, um, and so I've gotten past the reading part and now I'm in the sort of the daily journaling part. So I'm a little more than halfway through with that. And it is enlightening so well wow, of, look at you uh, and it's only and it's <laughs> only like what january 7th <laughs> well like, it's my morning routine is like done. my morning routine is like you drag myself out of bed use bathroom brush my teeth make coffee and well. sit it's it for like two well, hours. Well, that's how I get things done and no, how I, I'm I able do to do stay energetic. So I do more than that, but on a good day, that's what I do. No, on a bad day, that's what I do. When I, it's like, okay, Greer, getting out of bed is a start. And so I'm really good at that. I am not one. You know, like some people will sleep until noon or lay around I am not one to you know lounge around in bed all day so I will get up and face the day so it's interesting you say that because I took a couple of weeks off at the end of last year and I did lounge around all day not necessarily in bed I slept some days actually to maybe 7 30 I know for some people, they're like, that's not sleeping in. But for me, that's sleeping in 730. Oh, that's definitely sleeping in for me. If I'm in One bed of the days, I think I may have stayed seven. in bed till about eight. Um, but I got up and did my morning routine. And then 
lounged around all day. I took naps. I took lots of naps. Mm, so mm. even though I wasn't working, I still took naps because I, I your point about it, ultimately it's self-care. You don't do the things that make you feel energetic and um, at the same time rested and ready to take on the day, then there's, you know, you're going to have some problems. So, you know, I've been, uh, well, off of my day job about a week and a half and literally have not had a single day because, right, I'm, I've entertained over the holidays, which is work. I'm, I'm, um, doing other kinds of work and prepping for stuff, podcasts and blogs and things and, and profiles for new ventures and, and speaking things and all of that, which is work. Unpacking boxes in a new home, which is work. And every day it's like, I get up and it's like, I have this burst of energy. And then it's like, oh, today is the day that I'm going to empty out that garage so I can put my car in there. Yeah, no, that hasn't. <laughs> so I work. And so in the other day, I cleaned out my office. Well, I didn't clean out my office, but the room that is my office that had was piled up with box now has a smaller pile of boxes, but effectively I moved the boxes from here into the living room. <laughs> so now I got boxes in my office and boxes in the living room. So I haven't rested, but that's okay because. What I have done is better organized in my head. I, I know where stuff is now. Well, that's so. an, an improvement and that's really helpful. That's really helpful. Yeah, I know what's in all those boxes. And then, you know, so baby steps. I'm not, I am not mad at you. You know, I, I still can't park my car in the garage. We've been here almost three years. So, so what I'm trying to do though, is free my space so that I can tackle the work that I want to do and set up. And like you have your home office, yeah. you know, set up for success. I'm trying to set up my home office for success. And frankly, I don't know quite what that, not what the success looks like, but I don't know quite what the office should look like or how it should function in order for me to be able to use it the way that I want. Like I'd like a sort of a, a project space you know, like a nice project okay. table, but then I'd okay. like, I need a desk, but I'd like a two-sided desk. So I can sit on one side to do, you know, like a, a mullet desk. <laughs> it's like party on this side, business on this side, party on the other That's side. Interesting. And, no, and, I, I like that. I you like know, so that. I can just, rather than to move the stuff, I can just get up and move my body from this side to that side and then have the background so like I do my Zooms or I do, you know, work Zooms or I do my podcasting or I do whatever. It's like the background that if I sit on this side, the wall looks like, you know, business. And if I sit on this side, it looks I like hear you. vacation I hear you. or something. So anyway, I'm, I'm trying to get it together. But yeah, I want to be able to do tackle some new projects and things in the new year. I love that. And Which speaking I think, of... Speaking I think that brings us to today's topic, doesn't it? New projects and new year. Absolutely. So um, what we want to share with you today is the importance of doing new things and what you get out of new things. There are actually benefits 
to doing new things and things for the first time. And so we want to talk about that. And then we're going to share a little bit about a couple of new things that we did last year and what new things are first time things we have on the agenda for this year. And so first off, I, I want to just share a couple of things that um, a couple of benefits to doing things for the first time. And you probably have thought of these um, and then probably just let it fly right out of your head for whatever reason, because it's really easy to get into a flow, which is a generous way of saying it. The other would be a rut, right? That you just do the things that you do. And because you're familiar with it, you keep doing the same thing over and over again or doing something the same way over and over again. And so uh, what happens when you do new things is that you actually grow. Your brain grows. You stimulate creativity because your brain has to now think about what it's doing. And, and we've talked about habits before. Habits are really sort of your, your brain's way of simplifying things uh, so that you are expending less energy. Your, your, your brain and your body is always looking for a place of um, equilibrium or balance and therefore trying to simplify how you do things. And when you do something new, you challenge that convention because now your brain has to actually think. Hmm. Yeah, my brain doesn't always want to think. So <laughs> they're doing the same thing. It's like, okay, yeah, my body is, my brain and my body are looking for the easiest ways to do things. Absolutely. And so here's a, here's a simple example that um, think about how you drive to work or drive to a particular place that mm -hmm. you've been before, right? Mm -hmm. In case you are no longer working in an office or going somewhere, if you are, you know, and, and therefore not going to, not driving to some place in particular for work and, because you're working at home. But if you're going to a, a, a shopping mall or the grocery store, you probably do it the exact same way every time unless there's an obstacle in your way yeah right and, and there's a roadblock or an accident or something that's happening that forces you to go a new way it, that familiarity that habit is partially part of conserving energy and there's nothing wrong with that but when we do something differently or do it for the first time it really helps to stimulate uh, creativity and it stimulates things in our brain. So every now and then take a new route, not because you have to, not because traffic forces you to, but because it will help you to actually be a more creative person. Um, well, not only that, studies show that, um, more accidents happen, right? 
within X when amount you're of, close you to know, your, closer to right. your home, in right. part because you're so familiar with it, you don't even think about it. It's you just stop part thinking. of a, you, yeah. It's a rope thing. You're like, okay, I'm driving. I'm you're here, not paying here, attention. Here, here. You're not paying attention. You're sort of zoned out and it's not, there's nothing new, nothing familiar or unfamiliar rather. And then you just aren't really paying attention. So it has its uh, negative, negative effects, I, I guess. So yeah, yeah you want to get that. out of that, which again, forces you to sort of think and think it through, which I'm, we now live in a whole new geographic region and every time I come home I'm like looking for a new way to get home in part because I want to know all the shortcuts and I want to know where I am and I'm exploring my new surroundings and you need an escape route and I (laughs) need an escape route because I don't know about what you know what's going on out here well you're you're up you're downstream of some things that you might need to get away from. Yeah, yeah. It's like there may be a dam that breaks or a, you know, a a fire or whatever. I mean, there's a lot going on out here. And, but I've also discovered, right, that the back roads are, I I don't want to say breathtaking. That's a, maybe a bit of an overstatement, but the main road in the town, you know, I live in a town that has one, two, I think we have two stoplights. They just put in a second stoplight, <laughs> so it's that's how small You actually have is. three. Well, one is out of that is true. There, are, yeah, there you are. Three. There, there will be three. Right now, only two are operable. But okay. yes, so I, I okay. live in a three stoplight town. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and all the and all the stoplights are like within a you know a four blocks, three blocks from each other, right, right through downtown, <laughs> and so. You know, so the 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 so going through town, coming in the main way is actually it's like eh, you know, there's lights, there's people, there's cars, there's business, you know, it's like, but if you go the back way, you know, there's mountains and you can see a mountain range and ducks and birds and I mean it is like, you know, if you're in a you know, like bird watching and naturey stuff. The it's smallest the mountain range in the world. Smallest mountain range in the world. That it, now you've told people where I live. That I haven't told them where you live. <laughs> they're exactly. gonna look, they're gonna Google that. <laughs> but, well, I just you can see it. I can see it. There well, that is true. That places. doesn't say exactly where I There's live. Several places. That doesn't give them do my that. address. <laughs> so, but I guess but, if they go counting traffic lights then they'll know <laughs> <laughs> which town has only three traffic lights so yeah it's but it's it's really nice so anyway I digress the, the point is that you know the 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 you rut, are exploring right? but stick it was well my point was just that sticking to you know doing the right doing the easy thing yeah. can be I don't how do you say the word Del- deteriorate delirious Deleterious deleterious effects. I can never say deleterious effects. Is that it? Deleterious? I believe so. Okay. If I know what you're talking about. So yeah. So there are other benefits also for, you know, doing things a little bit differently. When you shake it up, you you shake up, you shake off the cobwebs in your head, right? Which is which is sort of the point. And it doesn't allow you to sort of get into a rut or get stuck, right? Yeah. So being willing to do that is is really important. It also helps you to 
overcome fear if mm, you mm-hmm. are willing to do new things or do something for the first time because you have to get out of your comfort zone right so there's the ease part of why we do the same things over and over again and then there's it may be a fear component of why we do the same things over and over again and not try new things or not try things in a new way because we don't want to mess something up and it could be something as simple as um, cooking a meal without your recipe right and I'm one of those people my husband is much more exploratory when it comes to cooking when I'm cooking I look for a recipe and I follow it like but let me ask this do you cook like the same thing over and over and over because you know those or do you like, okay, I'm going to try new things. I just have to have a recipe when I do it. Or you like six days, not that you cook all seven days, but six days, I'm going to. a year. Six, <laughs> but six days out of the week, I'm going to do, you know, what I know, you know, which is like, okay, we got baked chicken night. We've got taco Tuesday. We've got fish friday we got you know whatever right and then on that seventh day oh i'm gonna try a new thing or are you always sort of trying new things just with recipe i'm willing to try so i'm willing to try new things but they have to have a recipe okay he's willing to say we're going to have you know I want to have baked chicken but I want to do something different he's willing to just pull spices and just play around with things he kind of knows what he wants or wants to taste and will try things till he gets it there I'm like where's the recipe in order to to (laughs) in order to do this and it is a sense of fear I don't want to I don't want to mess it's food it's dinner I don't want it to turn out badly, right? And and that's not a, a, a life crippling fear or anything, but it's one of those things. I just sort of a little more structured yeah. in that way. And so I'm looking for a, a roadmap. To well, and also I would imagine as you just being free flowing. I would also imagine though that there's a difference between you trying something new or going out on a limb for yourself versus for other people, right? When other and that's people, true too. like you, like that's you're having a dinner too. party. Now is not the time, you know, probably to not. experiment, <laughs> and you know, probably unless not. unless that's the theme of the dinner party, you know, maybe it's you true. got a group of friends. You're like, oh, I'm trying a new recipe. Come over and eat it, and you know, we'll we'll see, <laughs> you know. But generally, it's like, yeah, with friends or you know, family, it's like, okay, so let interesting. Me- that you say that because a, a few years back I did we did host Thanksgiving and I think everything that was on the menu I had never cooked before was that your prime rib and lobster night it was prime rib lobster I did some sort of corn something or other I don't remember what it was called but I don't remember that of, but I do remember side prime dish. rib and lobster those are hard to forget. (laughs) It's hard to forget prime rib and lobster. Um, But there was like some sort of corn vegetable dish that I made and and then some like succotash. But it what I don't I don't know. I don't and I well it wasn't called succotash, but yeah, 
So, you know, the, just a willingness to try it and overcome the fear that comes along with that. Then of course, there's a sense of accomplishment, right? That, that you can feel like, hey, I've done something I've never done before. And we've talked several times about the importance of wins and successes. And having, when you do something new, you can really feel like I've, I've accomplished something. When you've done something the 10th time, maybe you don't feel that same sense of accomplishment. I believe you should, you should celebrate whether it's the first time or the thousandth time. But when it's the first time, we really feel that sense of yeah. accomplishment. I made dinner. <laughs> Which I is baked chicken. I baked chicken. Party, which let's celebrate that. To, which brings me to one of the first for this year. Um, I've been preparing for my first two races, which are coming up. One's a duathlon. I am part of a, a relay team. So I'm going to do the cycling part of the duathlon. And my partner is doing the running part. And then I've got a 5K coming up. So I've done those before, but there's something really sort of um, fun about doing the first one of the year, getting, you know, you turn a new year and most people, even if, you know, the, the statistics and studies show that people fall off the wagon with their New Year's goals, whether mm -hmm. they're resolutions or goals or intentions or whatever, start falling off mid-January and beyond. And so one of the things that helps to stay on track with your goals, particularly health goals, is to have an event or something that gives something you something to look forward to. Forward to. And something to so look forward so to let me, and work towards. Let me interject three things. So first of all, I got a new bike for Christmas and it's electric bike. So if you want to borrow it, you can, and you could just sit on it and go vroom, vroom. And that's then you, not, that's like, but, you sound like my husband. It's like, that's not a, that's not cycling. That's not riding a bike. An electric bike is not riding a bike. So, so go on. So I want a new bike and I, and I, but I don't want to pay for a new bike. The amount of money that a new bike is going to cost a bicycle, what you're talking about. And then I saw this electric bike and it was on sale. And the sale was such a good sale that it was like, oh, I can't not get it. And it says that you could still pedal. You know, I mean, it's still, it's bicycle, mm -hmm. but then it has a mode for. To get scooting. you up hills. <laughs> to get you up hills. <laughs> and, you know, and my concern, I'm like, you know what? I might be out here in these back roads somewhere and need to make a hasty exit or run out of steam. It'll be good. The problem is when I got it, it's heavy. Oh it my heavy, God. It's heavy because it's going to be heavier to pedal. Yeah. So I was like, oh, let me pedal. And then was like, well, this isn't quite a bicycle because bicycles are, are pretty light and you're agile and you're so anyway. So now I have it and I got to sort of but it's figure new out. And you get it's to new. ride <laughs> and, it. And it, and it. And it goes, I think it goes like 20 miles an hour, nine, 19 and a half miles an hour. Make sure you hour. wear a helmet and, and elbow pads. And I don't have a helmet yet. So I've got, so that's why I haven't ridden it. Um, maybe I'll go get one a day. And, um, and it goes, I think like 35 miles on a full charge. So I could go 
to the other side of the world's smallest mountain. <laughs> and, and so anyway, so I would say that. The second thing I want to say is, and I, because the, there's a distinction between trying new things, which is what we're talking about, and we're also sort of talking about, but, but it, there is a distinction with fresh starts, right? And fresh, you know, a fresh start, which is what you sort of get at the beginning of a new year or a new mm -hmm. week or new month or, you know, any given mm -hmm. Tuesday, if you're, you know, doing something, but fresh starts um, tend to be something that you would um, pursue generally following failure or not quite, you know, reaching your goals. And you're like, okay, I've got a fresh start. You know, it, it, well, you can always have a fresh start, but studies show that fresh starts are more um, appropriate when you've had some, when you haven't quite met your goals. Okay. And then you're sort of resetting the clock or resetting the goal and starting over fresh. And when you've been successful, right, at something, having a fresh start sort of wipes away those past successes, right? So you'd at minimum want to give yourself a new goal. So I've been like, maybe you're a salesperson and you've reached, you know, you've reached your quota. Well, you wouldn't have a fresh start. Oh, well, you know, Monday, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get back on the horse. I'm going to get back out there and I'm going to, I'm going to start over fresh. And I'm going to, because you're, you know, this, the, you know, the number one sales producer of the year, Monday morning on New Year's Day, you're having a fresh start is not quite the same. That said, it's like, well, I want to be the number one producer this year. That would be a fresh start, right? Okay, let me put last year behind. And there's a whole science though to fresh starts. And maybe we'll focus on that another episode. Sure. New things which can signal, right, a fresh start, especially in the right. new year. It's right. like, okay, we're, but I just wanted to say, this is a little bit more about trying something new, shaking right. off the so cobwebs, yeah. as you said, and, and, and moving forward. And, so and I certainly just, it can be part of a fresh start, but yeah. it, it's about something new, doing something for the first time. Um, and the, the, again, the benefits that you get out of that. So I want to mention two more and then we'll take okay. a, a quick break. Um, another is just creating memories, right? Mm -hmm. When you when you've done something over and over again, sort of um, like getting into a habit or a rut, and you stop thinking about it, you don't have that same excitement. And it is the excitement and the emotions that go along with things that help you to remember and create memories around the things that you do. So when you do it for the first time, whether it turns out well or not, it, you know, I remember the first time I went to Cabo, I went with you, right? Mm. Um, I remember the first time I went with my husband, we've gone, he and I have gone four times. I don't remember every trip, all the details of every trip. I remember the last one we did because it was the first time we went with other people. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you do something, so you remember new, three, the first time with I me, the first time with remember him, the first three. time with other people, with yes. additional I people. I specifically remember three. I remember 
um, the first time we went to Hawaii, I went, remember the first time I went to Hawaii, I went by myself, not something that, you know, I'm used to doing. I remember the first time I made a trip to the desert. I've been to the desert dozens of times at this point, but the very Did first you go time on a I went horse by myself, no <laughs> <laughs> the very first time I went uh, on vacation there and went by myself mm -hmm. right so there's something about when you do something new for the first time it creates it, an emotion that goes along with that and that helps you to remember things okay and then it humbles you right mm -hmm. because you are are doing something you're not quite sure of and when you're not sure that you can do something, it sort of puts you and this activity in perspective. So, so do um, these things, do these new things, and we'll talk about it after the break, but do these new things need to be, not need to be, but are, are we generally talking about new things that are challenging? They don't right? have to that be. you've accomplished something or are they just, New they don't have to be different. Okay. It, it doesn't have to be. Maybe the new thing is, and it's not wholly new, um, right? I, I've had but been like running, said, just driving had been running of that for way. a long time. Mm -hmm. When I prepared for my first half marathon, that was doing something, it was something that I had been doing, but doing with sort of with a different purpose, right? And so I, I remember lots of my training runs, getting ready for the half marathon. I've had thousands of training runs at this point, but I, there are some that I remember because it was in pursuit of a particular goal that I had not done before. So, you know, it just helps us to see things in a different way and it creates memories that we wouldn't ordinarily, but probably have as memories they would just be things that we did so let's take a quick break and then we come back we're going to talk about some of our first um and then some of the first things we're looking forward to in this year of 2022 okay we're back and we are talking about new things about first this is the first episode of Lemon Drops in the new year. And I call it year three, season three. Greer has questioned why I've done that. And the, the, simple, <laughs> the simple answer is it's easier to start a new thing at the beginning of the year and keep track of it than some random Friday or Thursday or August. I don't know how we would actually, what we would actually consider our anniversary episode when our first episode was on August 6th in 2020, right? Um, it happened to be a Friday, but, and we, and we release our episodes on Friday. So if we don't have a Friday or an August 6th, what would you consider the actual anniversary date? So the anniversary date is August 6th. And then that's our, so like the beginning the of our fiscal year. You know what? Technically, <laughs> that would have been. 
there's a way in in publishing right when you you and you're probably closer to right from a publishing standpoint because you have um what what are they uh now i can't i just blanked on what it is but you know how when you have um newspapers and magazines and things like that volume like volume volume one year and the volumes and the uh what's the other word that goes with volumes episode or editions or issues issues right it's volume one you've got issue one okay so (laughs) so the volume pertains to the like the year and then the issue then you have issues within so we'd have episodes within the volume so you know so if you go that way we'd have this would be year three episode Well, I'm calling it year episode one of the third volume. So that's what what I'm doing. So year three, season three, episode one. But technically, I think the last time we talked about this, you're like, well, why wouldn't we start the year in August? Because that's when we had our first episode. And I just thought it made more sense. Well, I like the idea of saying we're, you know, I've been doing this my third year. Isn't that how resumes... (laughs) people write their resume it's <laughs> that like, is how we're doing like it you, had so, a, you you got a job you know whatever november 10th and then you got you left that job you know january 20th of the following year and it's like oh yeah i was at that job for two years <laughs> it's like uh yeah no yeah you were there for three months it, it, it's been two years and i you know <laughs> i would put on my resume you know oh, i had this job in 2020 you know 20 20 and 2021 you know the months are irrelevant a tangent for sure a tangent for sure so going back to the point this is 2020 you (laughs) this is the first episode of the third season and um so we thought we'd have this conversation about first and doing things newly in the new year so what is something that you did last year what's a new thing that you did last year and i'm sure you had several because you're an adventurous type uh well that something new or that you you did for the first time or did it in a new way um I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to, <laughs> we'll have to go back to that. You know, one, one thing though, I have lived in um, rural areas and I like rural. I am not a city girl in spite of what people might think. So for me, um, you know, it was new obviously to buy a house and, to, you know, move out of, but I am completely out of my comfort zone, right? Mm-hmm. I am completely in a, um, I, I'm like an uncharted water, okay. right? And, and in part because I'm at a different place in my life. I'm at a different time in history we're being in some small sort of podunk town 
is not necessarily the same as it was, might've been 20 years ago. Okay. So. That's, that's, that's fair because, but you, like you said, you've lived in a rural place before, you bought houses before, you bought a new house. So, you know, but you didn't get to build your new house last time, right? You bought a house that someone else had had bought that wasn't, um, hadn't been lived in. You bought yeah. a house that hadn't been lived in, but you didn't actually create that house. And this house, Correct. right? So you did do, and, and you did a huge new thing, uh, which was to buy a house, a, a brand new house in a new development <laughs> yeah I think one of the things with narrowing down where I live more and more by the by the sentence no this way one of the things though is this year and and part of my goal for this year is to pull all of these things together right so one of the things that I did was not only did I build a new home from, you know, from the ground up, right? I came and stood on the foundation and the dirt and all of that. Um, but I did it with your help, right? You're my realtor. Mm -hmm. And then I met um, Jen, who was, who's the, my lender and other people along the way. So one of the things that is new for me is really, is, is taking seriously my network mm, okay. and building out that network and, and thinking of my network as infrastructure. Right, right. And, you know, it, it, I've done a lot of, up until now, I will say, I've done a lot of things that were sort of in silos and I do this over here and I dabble in this over there and I'm, you know, and all these things are sort of, you know, all over, you know, in some senses, you know, all over the place. For me, they haven't really felt all over the place, but they were all towards sort of different objectives. And now I'm trying to pull all that together. So the contacts and, and my support staff and my, uh, not my support staff, my support, my support network, I don't have support staff, um, <laughs> but pulling all of those pieces together into, um, you know, sort of into one- uh, uh, It's your team. Brand or one product and moving forward from there. Right. That's, what, that's what I'm working on. And okay. that is new for me. Okay. You know, it's interesting. A couple of years ago, I, I would say collaboration is the word that comes to mind mm -hmm. when you just said what you said. And- it, I started sort of down that path a few years ago in a way that I had not done before. And I would say that it's made a huge difference, mm -hmm. right? Having, whether you call it, you know, a team, your infrastructure, um, however you choose to categorize it, moving down that path, I, you know, we're better together is sort of a philosophy that I have embraced that at the time was new for me. So uh, it's 
starting to be just part of the way I'm rolling now. Mm -hmm. And then, but different projects have different collaborations and collaborators, which allows that to continuously be new. And, you know, so I've got some things that I'm working with people for the first time, got a team um, that you're a part of and someone else, right? It's the first time we will work together or have been working together. And that goes back to the, the list, you know, of conquering fear and um, creating memories. And, and I re- the first time all three of us got on the phone together and you were like whipping out, you know, brilliant, you know, taking the things that we were saying and just like whipping out these brilliant thoughts of um, who we were mm-hmm. as, a, as a team and yeah. how we can be of service. And so, you know, it's a memory. It was about expanding network and um, certainly working as part of a team is is humbling. So one of the things that um, I did, and speaking of that, um, was the first time, the the first was submitting a proposal as part of a team, right? Mm -hmm. For a, a corporate project. And I've submitted, proposals in the past, but it's always been me. Yeah. And there's a, a whole other sense of, of um, th- there was some fear in it because it, it's not just me. Like when you mentioned about cooking a meal for other people mm-hmm. and you have some obligation, it, it, it's some, some accountability yeah. <laughs> to get it right. Because if I cook it for myself and it's not right, it's no big deal. But being part of a team and wanting to make sure that what was being presented was reflective of all the people on the team and um, would move us in a, in a direction was something that was, uh, it took a little bit of some fear conquering for sure um, to 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 move through that. Um, and then the other thing that I did last year, new thing that I did almost a year ago was I started a, uh, a writer's accountability group. And so mm-hmm. we will be having our first anniversary um, in the next week or so. And yeah, so it's that's a group good. that's been One writing that you... together yeah. for a year. Speaking of writing, I'm working on on a, um, uh, uh, you know, I'm contributing to a book. I think you're contributing to that book as well. Yes. And I. So that'll be your first time. It'll be my first You've time contributing. Before, to, I've been published be before. I've written yes, a book before, but it's my first time uh, collaborating on a book. And I've written my contribution now I need to I, I'm in the stage of let me sleep on it okay <laughs> and then cool. let me circle back and do some editing and all. I mean but the heart the the first step is to write the thing right well, congratulations. And, de- and there's a deadline coming up so you know and I've never congratulations. written uh, you know I haven't written but thank you I haven't written a book under on deadline uh, you know under a deadline when I wrote my it's a book, whole different thing <laughs> yeah yeah when I wrote my book it was like yeah I'll get to it when I get to it um, 
you know, but that goes to the accountability piece, but also that having deadlines and accountability and other people, whether you have an accountability partner or just people keeping you honest, just, you know, it, it sort of forces you to pr pr progress and you know, not just sort of sit and you know, get to it when I get to it because you may never reach your goals that way. That is true. Speaking of which, and that's a good segue to what I'm going to say is going to be a first for me this year, and then um, we'll start to wrap this up, is uh, I've got two books that I've been working on that are solo books. So mm, I okay. have contributed to 10 books at this point in the course of less than two years. I have been working on, I've got I don't know, five or so solo books that are in some various states of progress, whether a concept, notes or outlines, or that are mostly written. And um, they were meant to have been published <laughs> by now and haven't been because of what you just said, deadlines, right? They, I can write them, publish them at any point. Yeah. And not having a deadline sort of makes it possible to continue to push things out. So I am saying right here, right now, so that you guys can hold me accountable. Writing I, it down. I Whitney says. To, I am going to publish. I'm going to publish two books this year, two solo books this year. Um, one is called The Simple Leader. And the other is called Wisdom Whispers. And so uh, the simple leader is basically done. It needs some fine tuning and then turning over to an editor and a publisher to get that finished. And then Wisdom Whispers is, uh, I am about three quarters of the way complete with that. So. Those are going to be my big first. Um, and while one will come before the other, they're not, the, they're not in the same genre. So each will be a first in its own right. So those are my commitments <laughs> to first this year. Those are big, <laughs> you know. Those so are big. Those are those are the big audacious goals, and I, you know, you have my support. Um, yeah, you know, I think just the new things. Yeah, I think you know, so much for me has been trying to sort of wrap up old things or <laughs> finish off old things. My new things for the year ahead probably are. Not, not so big and that's fine, right? Um, they're not such big things, but I will say, and I don't know, well, it isn't gonna be this year. I think it's for the following year, but our niece, Jasmine at Christmas, was it Christmas dinner, New Year's yeah. dinner, Christmas, it was Christmas dinner. Yeah. Um, put out there that she has a goal of skydiving in Dubai 
I think she said for her, you know, her a birthday, birthday. milestone. Well, I wasn't going to put her age out there. It's 30. <laughs> but, but for her 30th birthday in a, in a year, uh, next year, year or two. And, you know, and anybody who wants to go can go. And I was like, hmm. Now, I've never wanted to skydive. It's not a, you know, it's not a particular. I'll go to Dubai. Yeah, it's like, I'm not skydiving. Well, skydiving was never a goal of mine until Donovan did it, right? So Jasmine and Jordan, our niece and nephew, um, both sky, they went skydiving. Was that, I think that was for her birthday. It was for her birthday. Um, Yes. But they went skydiving. And then Donovan, my son, was like, oh, why didn't they tell me? I would have gone. I'm like, really? You want to skydive? So then he and his friend Miles went skydiving. And Miles's mom, who's one of my best friends, um, Anne-Marie, the, she and I went and watched them skydive. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm not do- I didn't even want to know that they were doing it, but I found out when I think we talked about it at the time. But it was like, okay, so they go and they do this thing. And then when they reached earth, you know, when they landed alive, you know, I was like, you know, I could do that. Maybe I could do that. So, and, and the thing is, once you go up, I, I, I don't, because you're tandem skydiving, the, the skydiver, I don't think he's going to detach. I mean, I guess if you pee on yourself and, act a fool maybe he'll detach and leave you on the plane to come back with the pilot but otherwise he's gonna jump or she is gonna jump and you're just uh, going along for you don't really have a choice and the way that it happened right is it because I thought I would be like standing there like okay I'm gonna go I'm gonna go no I'm not gonna go you don't have a choice right you're like basically sitting on their lap or between their legs and then you scooch up to the door and the next thing you know you're out there anyway I had nightmares about oh my god when I skydived because it was like in my head that I had to do it because they did it and I saw it and it was and I was like oh you know I might be open to this then I started freaking out about this the whole skydiving thing and it was like Greer you know you don't have to do this this there's nothing in on earth making you do this um, unless, you know, you find yourself on an airplane that's, you know, having a May Day, but otherwise you don't have to do this. But when Jasmine said that, all of a sudden I was like, you know, skydiving in Dubai, I, that might be, a, you know, you talk about like having a memory. What are the three things you said about doing something new? That it humbles you. It, it <laughs> creates it a memory. You. What was the first thing? Fear, conquering fear. You conquer your fear. Sense of so, accomplishment, um, creating memories, and it humbles you. So I was like, you know what? I just made and it to could go. expand your network. Those were the the things that I mentioned. And it, it could and expand, it could your, expand network. your network. So. so I'm like, oh, I might and in Dubai. So anyway, so I think I'm like, hmm. But I do want to get back to um, traveling now that uh, well, who knows what COVID is doing? But I think we've established that we can't wait for COVID to quote unquote end before getting back to life to, you know, some semblance of, of normal life. So, um, so going to new places. No, you cannot. Is something that I am, uh, you know, in places outside of my normal, not just someplace new, but someplace that I might not have 
you know, so Donovan and I are planning a trip to Scandinavia. Okay. You know, I don't know quite cool. where, but we're looking at like Norway and, and, and Sweden or something like that. And it's like, awesome. You know, that's random. I, th I, so like I think it. we're going to go to Brussels and Prague, but I'm not quite, I'm not sure quite where we're going, but like Northern Europe. Okay. Um, and we might've got, we might go to Africa. He wants to go back. I just am, uh, I just don't want the long flights. <laughs> that's, that's my limitation. So it's like, I don't want to fly you. for 24 hours. I hear you. So I, I think that's awesome. I think, uh, Scandinavia, Dubai, Africa, great options for first time travel locations. And I am, um, I, and you can just get in your car or on your electric bike and try <laughs> new places that are within, that reach, within reach of those as well. So yeah. we want to encourage you to do new things. It's, it's a new year try something new. And after you've tried it, share it with us. You can leave a voice message at anchor.fm slash life lemons, lemon drops. We'd love to hear what you've got planned new in this year um, or something that you've done for the first time that created a memory for you where you overcame fear, felt a sense of accomplishment, it expanded your network or humbled you. Um, feel free to share that with us either in a voice message or in the Facebook group. And with that, we want to thank you for joining us for this first episode of the new year. And we wish you a very happy new year. Thanks for joining us for Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. If you like our show, please share with your friends. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever platform you listen to this podcast. Your questions, comments, and feedback are welcome. You can find out more about us at lifelemonslemondrops.com. 